Welcome to the Comic Web Superman Old Time Radio Podcast, where each week we bring you an exciting radio episode from the early years of the Man of Steel. The Comic Web sells old time radio programs and comic books. Comic Web also offers two other podcasts. One is a variety of old time radio programs, and the other is a video podcast of old movie serial cliffhangers. You can find them on our website, comicweb.com, or just type Comic Web into iTunes and you should find them. Now just sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Superman. Thank you. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Yes, it's Superman. Strange visitor from another world who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who can change the course of mighty rivers, bend steel in his bare hands, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth, justice, and the American way. But before we join Superman, here is an important message. Fellows and girls, don't ever get the idea there is nothing you can do to help win this war. Just because you can't join the Army doesn't mean that you can't be part of this big fight to preserve the American way of life. No, sir, not at all. There is one big important thing you can do, and I'm going to tell you about that right now. You see, aside from the fact that we can't all be soldiers, sailors, or Marines because we're too young or too old or something, it's necessary for a good many of us to stay right here where we are. As a matter of fact, Uncle Sam tells that for every man in the armed forces, there must be 11 people back home to help keep them well supplied and see that everything runs smoothly. It's sort of like, well, like a civilian army that cooperates with the armed forces to help win this war. And that's where you come in, you and I. For we're all members of a civilian army, and the best way we can help our boys at the front is to buy war-saving stamps and bonds and buy them regularly. How does that help? Well, let me tell you. It helps our government to finance this war. It helps to buy guns and tanks and planes and all the other things the Army, Navy, and Marines need to knock out the Japs and the Nazis. For example, every time you buy a 10-cent war-saving stamp, your dime will pay for five bullets. And every five 10-cent stamps buy enough fuel oil to carry a destroyer a full mile. So you see how important it is for you to buy a war-saving stamp every time you've got a dime. See if you can't get mother or dad to give you a dime every day or every other day with which to buy war-saving stamps. Talk about this with all your friends. Ask them to buy war-saving stamps regularly. Ask your mother and dad and all your neighbors and relatives to sign Minuteman pledges. Do all you can to build up the sale of war-saving stamps and bonds. That's what you can do to help win this war. And now, the adventures of Superman. When Perry White, editor of the Daily Planet, decided to go to the Hudson Bay country of northern Canada in answer to a message for help from his friend Sebastian Beauvais, he soon discovered his trip was to be a dangerous one. An attempt was made on the editor's life by the henchman of a strange individual known as the Laugher, who finds much to laugh at in the troubles of other people. For some reason, the laugher does not want Editor White, nor Kent, nor Lois Lane to reach Sebastian Beauvais' hunting lodge in the Canadian wilderness. In our last episode, our friends were on their way to the airport, unaware that the driver of their taxi was one of the laugher's henchmen. 
When the driver pretended to go for cigarettes, he left a time bomb on the seat beside him. How long before the time bomb will explode, we do not know. And as Kent, Lois, and Perry White sit talking in the cab, they themselves have no idea of their danger. Listen. I won't stand for it. I'll report that driver to the company the first chance I get. Now, Mr. White... Don't do Mr. White me. That cab driver hasn't heard the last of this. Here we are, trying to make time to the airport. Seconds may mean the difference between catching that plane or missing it, and he has to stop to buy cigarettes. Take it easy, Chief. We won't miss the plane. We've got plenty of time. Now, if we miss that Oliver plane, we'll also miss the one waiting to take us to Lake Minto. Now, look, Chief. We're about five minutes from the airport. Yeah. The driver will be back in less than a minute, and we've got more than 15 minutes to make the plane. Well, we can't possibly miss... Oh, what time is it? Let's see. A little before 8 o'clock. The other plane leaves at 8. Oh, it would take Superman to get us to that airport on time now. Well, I might... Uh, well, I mean... Oh, look, Chief, you've made a mistake. The Ottawa plane doesn't leave until 8.15. How do you know? I remember looking it up. Yes, yeah, so did I. Well, it leaves at 8. Oh, now, for heaven's sake, Chief, hold on to your blood pressure. Wait a minute. I noticed a paper sticking out of that cab driver's overcoat, and I think he left his coat on the front seat. Wait till I have a look. Is the overcoat there? Yes, but I don't see the newspaper. Probably the other pocket under the coat. Just a second. As Clark Kent lifts the overcoat, the small box beneath it comes into view. A small black box, inside which is the deadly time bomb. Even as his eyes notice it, his ears pick up the ominous ticking of the time mechanism within the box. And at once he realizes the meaning of it. The bomb may go off at any moment. What can he do? How can he save them without revealing himself as Superman? Lord, haven't you found that paper yet? Uh, no, Lord, no. It, it doesn't seem to be here. I'll keep looking. No, what does it matter? I tell you that plane left at 8 o'clock, and when I say left, I mean left. It must be after 8 now. Wait, here's the paper. Well, then, for heaven's sake, let's see it. We don't calm Mr. White soon. I'll be able to read it better by the light of the dashboard here. Just a second while I find the travel section. Oh, Clark, for heaven's sake, bring that paper back here where we can all see it. Now, wait just a second. I, I think I've got it now. At that moment, as the deadly ticking reaches the point where he knows the bomb is about to explode, Kent snatches up the box and, holding it firmly in his two powerful hands, completely encases it. And not a split second too soon, for hardly has he covered the box when the bomb explodes harmlessly in his hands. Once again, Superman has triumphed. Now, what was that explosion? Just a car backfiring. Clark, if you don't tell us when that plane leaves, I think I'll die. Clark, will you let me see that plane schedule? I've already looked it up. The plane leaves at 8.15. Hey, right, George, yeah. we may be able to make it yet. Well, come on, we haven't much time. I don't know what's happened to that driver. I guess we'd better get another cab. Here, Lois, I'll take that bag. No, no, keep your hands off that bag, Clark. What on earth? That's my new airplane luggage. Well, so it's a nice what? light color in your hands. Look at them, they're absolutely black. What? Oh, oh, they're covered with, with newsprint, I guess. I'm sorry, I forgot to wash them before I left the And so, once again, Superman skillfully avoids revealing his identity to Lois and Editor White. Meanwhile, in his lavish apartment, the laugher is seated like some monstrous Buddha in a large modern chair, his eyes half-closed, his hands folded over his expansive stomach. He is thinking... Stretched full length on a nearby couch is Bullets McGuire, who, although he looks like a tough gangster, is reading a book of fairy tales. He reaches the end of a story, sighs deeply, and gently closes the book. <laughs> that is the most beautiful fairy tale I have ever read. Did you say something, Bullets? Yeah, Laffer. I said I just finished the most beautiful fairy tale I ever read. What a pipperoo. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you never stop reading fairy tales, Bullets. Oh, why should I, Laffer? They got everything else beat a mile. Now, now, take this one I'm just now finishing reading. Yeah? Uh, it's called Jack and a Beanstalk. Boy, what a jerk. <laughs> Who is a jerk, Bullet? And why? Oh, this kid, Jack. Uh, to begin with, his own lady tells him to take the cow to market and sell it for what dough he can get, see? So Jack starts off leading the beef on the hoof. And on the way to market, he meets a couple of local shills, see? Uh, a couple of coffee and crullers punk that take him butt for a ride. Yes, uh, how so? Well, these two shills, you won't believe this. These shills buy the cow from Jack for a handful of colored beans. <laughs> and he says to this Jack jerk, Look, Junior, plant these beans and things will happen. It's, it's, it's like selling somebody the Brooklyn Bridge or the, the Golden Gate. Ah, uh, the plot thickens, as it were. Yeah, thick. This guy Jack was one of the dumbest clerks there ever is. Well, he plants the beans, and the next morning, there's a beanstalk growing right up into the clouds. <laughs> you get me? <laughs> I get you. Pray continue, Bullet. Well, you know, come to think of it, maybe Jack wasn't such a dumb jerk after all. Because in the end, see, he cops all the giant stove for himself. Oh, there's a giant in it, is there? Oh, yeah, a giant. And he had a hand which gives out with golden eggs. I don't believe it. Oh, it's all true. I'm sorry, Bullets. But I simply cannot bring myself to believe anything quite so... so fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of hard to take, ain't it? Yeah, but it's all true, Laffer. It's right here in the book. Pictures and everything. Here, I'll show you. I'll get it. Hello, this is Jack. I mean, hello. Oh, yeah, Sleepy. This is Bullet, yeah. Huh? Hello. Hello. Now, look, Sleepy, don't go to sleep in the telephone booth. Huh? Will you please stop yawning and talk? Oh. All right. Wait a minute. It's Sleepy, Laffer. He wants to chin with you. Oh, yes. Hello, Sleepy. Is everything all right? What's that? Sleepy. For heaven's sake, stop yawning and tell me. Yes. Yes. They've left the cab. But that's impossible. Didn't the bomb go off? It didn't. Now, look here, Sleepy. Hello. Sleepy. Something wrong, Lapper? He fell asleep in the booth. I can hear him snoring. Oh, well. <laughs> there are other things to think of now. White, Miss Lane, and Kent. They've escaped. And I've no doubt it's all due to the gentleman in the red cape and the blue suit. Superman. Superman? He, he sounds like he might even be smarter than Jack, even. <laughs> Superman would make you a jack, and even your giant looks slightly ill. This Superman's an amazing fellow. He is so fast that he can stop a bullet in flight, so strong that he can move mountains, and he's intelligent as well. Wow, what a combo, huh? What a combo. Yes, he is. Quite a combination. For the very first time in my rather long and dangerous career, I've met an opponent worthy of me. <laughs> The first two rounds go to Superman. But perhaps a third shall be mine. Much can happen between here and that hunting lodge in the Hudson Bay country. 
Much can happen. And will. <laughs> uh, now you're happy again, Al Ethel. Uh, and that funny look, it ain't your face no more. Uh, hey, Lefty, why don't you tell you the rest of the family story about Jack and his hair beanstalk? <laughs> By all means, Bullet. <laughs> By all means. Yeah. Well, there's a giant living at the top of this beanstalk, see? So Well, Chief, after all your excitement, you see, we made the plane anyway. Yes, yes, it's good to sit back in this seat and relax. But I've got a funny feeling we're going to run into trouble before this trip is through. Yes, I've got a feeling you're right. Fasten your seatbelts, please. We're taking off. Fasten your seatbelts. Metal Claude, getting cold feet again? I can't help it if I'm the nervous type, can I? No, I suppose not. Though it seems to me that you could... Well, never mind. Well, here we go. We're on our way, Chief. Yeah. Tomorrow morning we'll be in Ottawa, then on to the Hudson Bay country, and, well, heaven alone knows what. Yes, can't I? I'm certainly anxious to find out what kind of trouble Sebastian is in. <laughs> Must be pretty bad. Pretty bad. Otherwise, he'd... What? What, what in the world? What's the matter, Mr. White? What's wrong? No. Well, no, no. No, it isn't. It, it, it can't be. But, Lois, 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 tell me that it isn't. Mr. White, what on earth are you talking about? No, no, no. I'll, I'll never be able to do it. It isn't true. It can't be, I tell you. It can't be. Well, what in the world has happened to upset Editor White again? What won't he be able to live through? Evidently, something is wrong with the Ottawa-bound plane. What is it? Be sure to be with us for the next episode in this story of the Northwoods. Listen tomorrow and every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station. Tune in and follow the adventures of Superman. Did you ever stop to think why American machine gun crews make such good scores in their battles against the Jap and Nazi hordes? Their teamwork, their super marksmanship comes from practice. Practice every day until they can hit the bullseye practically every time. But that much practice eats up a lot of bullets. And that's just where you come in. You buy bullets for machine gunners every time you buy war stamps. Five bullets for every ten-cent stamp. Get behind your team by buying stamps just as often as you can. Can you think of anything more exciting to buy for your dime than five forty-five caliber bullets? Five bullets for American soldiers to use in protecting your home from Jap or Nazi hordes. Get going. Get your stamps today and every day. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Follow the adventures of Superman every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station. Superman, directed by George Lothar, and his copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. This is Mutual. <laughs>